Hello, welcome to the Hill and Valley. This is Nick Roby. Thanks for joining us. Excited to talk to y'all today in some post Duke matchup and just previewing Charleston Southern. So kind of a mixed mixed bag today because you know it's uh, Thursday, September seventh, and so it's been it's been a few days. You know, a few days to let the Duke game on Labor Day Monday night to settle down a little bit and kind of sit and kind of take a seat back and, you know, maybe have some different thoughts or get to sit on it more before just jumping in right after the game. But obviously, and so I want to talk about the Duke game some, and then one to preview a little bit of Charleston Southern, you know, there's a lot of buildup into this game for Monday night and, you know, I, I I thought there would be some some maybe some bumps and bruises, and as you're getting, you know, getting used to a new offense, new coordinator, some new you know new starting quarterback, and he played last year, but it was only a second career start, you know, first on a true road game like that, and you know, just trying to, to get a feel for and and just get a feel of what the offense is going to look like, and does the defense take a step up in year two under Wes Goodwin? And obviously that was that was one of the weirdest games that I've seen, you know, and just not not what I expected. And it's going to be a very interesting week. It already has been. And so, you know, I'm sure if you're like me and as just as someone who enjoys Clemson football, you've taken in trying what the coaches have said, some other experts have said. And so there's been a lot of talk about the Stoop game because also it was on national it was on national like primetime TV. So everybody saw it. Everyone has a big reaction. You're like, is the Dabo dynasty ending? Is it all? I just think it was a culmination of just a lot of different stuff. And I think clearly there's things that are still needing to be worked on into the season. And so thankfully it's a short week and you can kind of flush it and take it out on, an opponent who you're expected to beat, you know, disrespect to Charleston Southern, but being an FCS school, you're expected to win. And so, so that's some of the, some, some of the positive, I would say to me, they just look slightly, they just looked off at some points and especially in the, and in the passing game, they're still getting used to, it. I think you're still trying to establish who is the other receiver that Cade feels comfortable with and the coaching staff feels comfortable with because you know, Antonio Williams was there. There were some passes over the middle. There wasn't quite as many deep shots as I was I was hoping. There were a couple, um, at least one that was thankfully not picked off. But at the same time, hearing the coaches explain it too, like Clemson was getting a lot of high safety looks. They're giving you the underneath pass, trying to pass, trying to get beat deep. So you have to take advantage of those. And there were a couple of drops, and so and that's why the running game was there. I think I was really encouraged with the way Clemson ran the ball and especially with that two back look with Shipley and Maffa, I thought that was really fun and different and gave a lot of different looks and plays you can make out of that. I thought they played really well. Shipley especially played really well. It really was just like Clemson could move the ball. They just couldn't score. And I think that was just so weird. I've never seen a game where a team can move that much. And then just those fumbles on simple, you know, simple handoffs, you know, and, and that's where just that game action can really <laughs> things just kind of happen sometimes. And I, 
you know, it was a great play by Cade after the fumble by Moffa at the one yard line to come and tackle the guy, but that was a big momentum change. And they took advantage of the, of the muff punt to score to take back the lead. And they were in that game the whole time, but they just couldn't quite score. You know, I think a little concerning about the kicking game. I think just that's not an understated thing. And wouldn't be surprised if they tried to, to a couple different guys this weekend if there's opportunities. I think Robert Gunn will be fine. I think he's got a good leg. I think that might have been some first game nerves and he just was miss hitting the ball, made a little bit of a tip. And so that will get corrected. But at the same time, you know, BT Potter was really good. And but it did take him a little bit of time, you know, to get into the into the rhythm. And so, you know, maybe that gives you more opportunities to to try to get short yard conversions to try to keep drives alive. And it's even more important to finish drives with touchdowns, you know, because, you know, three points is not guaranteed as we've also seen, you know, and that makes a big difference in that game. Uh, Antonio Williams, you know, he, he played, he played well. I just think it wasn't, they weren't quite in sync in the way I was liking. And I, I would have liked to seen a little bit more targets to Bo Collins and, Jake Burningstool and, and some of those guys, Adam Randall didn't get a whole lot of targets, but I know that's how they were covering them a little bit. And also I think it's it not to understate Duke is a, is a good team. You know, this team won nine games last year and also like Mike Elko can coach and he's a good defensive coach. So they were ready to play and kind of basically make Clemson have to earn all the points that were they weren't going to get beat over the top and, and create that pressure. And so and it worked. And I think there are some things to continue to learn. And I think it's also just important to remember this is Cade's only his second official start. So I'm not as concerned with that. I think you did see some of the the happy feet a little bit, but he also had some pressure. And so he was extending plays with his legs. And so I think it, he was giving his team opportunities in there. Um, probably some of this can be made with, you know, Dabo's comment about like if the offense plays like it did, um, then they could run the table. And I I don't know if that's everyone what everyone wants to hear because people want to see more of the deep passes and they want to see more of the you know the big chunk plays down the field, which you know I think the explosiveness will come, but that's also why to me it didn't bother me as much when I know some people weren't as happy with some of the screen game action, but I mean, that's what coach Riley does. Like he, he sets that up. So then you can go along and, and those kind of plays also can also function as sometimes running plays. And that's what Chad Morris did. And that's what like that kind of, it's been a staple of part of this offense for a while. Where does you as Clemson fans are used to the, the big receivers down the field who can get you chunk plays that way. And so, I think that we're still they're still trying to see. I like what I saw from Tyler Brown. He made a couple of catches in space, and he's gonna be fun to watch. Um, he's a fun, he was a fun freshman. So offensively, I think it was just a matter of finishing drives. I think that's the point. Is like, what was the record? One hundred eighty and O when Clemson rushes for two hundred yards and passes for two hundred yards. I mean, when you're talking about a balanced offense, like that was there. Running ball was there. They got inside the 10-yard line three times and did not score, like at all. It was, I think it was five drives in the red zone, only scored one touchdown. I mean, if you just finish those drives, it's a different game. But, of course, there's a lot of what-ifs. There's a couple times that Cade could have been picked off 
before in the first quarter, in the first half. So I, you can play a lot of the what if game. I think my point is just like, I'm not as, I was like, it's a very frustrating loss. It's a very, like, it's disappointing. And as a fan, like, I think it's fair to be disappointed with the way the team played. They were disappointed and frustrated. I think, I think not everything's like, there are goals that are still in front that are still capable of being done well but it is frustrating when when your team has that kind of a performance when other teams are also like playing really well. So I think it's fair, but Clemson also plays better when the spotlight's not like when, when they're not the team, you know, they just have this, they can play that way, but like when they're not the number one team or not the team that's always hunted, I think that would be interesting as it definitely, it does feel like a shift though now as Florida State's now going to be the team that people are circling a little bit. And so that matchup even more so in September in, in on the 23rd in Death Valley will be very interesting to see. And you have a couple weeks before that. So I thought that was good. I think defensively, you don't want to give up 28 points, but I thought they made some plays. And now I give credit, like Riley Leonard was making plays with his legs. I mean, that touchdown where he escaped Barrett Carter and Justin Maskell, like they had him wrapped up and he got to escape that and, and ran and score a touchdown. So, I mean, that, that was just a good play. Um, You know, they got Clemson got the interception. They were stopping them, making stops in the third quarter, you know, giving their team chances to win. And then they just never, and Clemson could never score. So eventually you wear down, I think in this kind of situation. So to me, even though the scoreline was 28, it didn't, the defense, I don't think, played that poorly. I think there are things that they want to improve on. I think some of the tackling and some of the things that they, the you saw a couple wheel routes that Dawa talked about. I saw those two. You want to get those fixed and things that they had covered, but I think guys trying to make plays and then they're just, there seemed like a little bit of nervousness, you know, getting the feel of the game. And then, then you're kind of playing from behind or trying to play catch up rest of the game. So, I mean, give credit to Duke. They played well and they're, they're a ranked team and they, they deserve to be so, you know, and then people weren't talking about, you know, the fourth down play where Clemson's down to like two scores, but it's fourth and fourth and is it fourth and eight and K goes and runs and he starts to slide and then he gets called for targeting and I was confused too because I didn't know how quite they were going to re- rule that. And a lot of times when you see a, a hit after the play or a hit, um, a hit like that, like you're going to get the 15 yards tacked on and go forward. And so, but after thinking about it and hearing more of the rule, like it was technically the right call because when a quarterback starts to slide, wherever he starts it, like the play's dead. So by rule, it's it was the right call. However, I don't I don't know if I like that quite all the way because of that fourth down. It's almost you're giving that incentive to. It's like you're kind of giving that incentive to. The defensive player to like he he made the hit and he's out of the game, but like they get the ball back and they only lose 15 yards. So it was like almost works out as a short punt. So maybe that situation hasn't happened that much. But personally, I, I didn't. I don't love the call, but at the same time, it was the right call in the way the rule is written. And Cade would have to know that he needs to dive forward on that first down. Like he can't just start a slide. And that's something he'll learn from. And that's just something with, you know, a first year like starter, you're getting some of those situations. And and so moving into Charleston Southern, I think 
there's been a lot of frustration, you know, and thankfully it's, it is a short week. So that's harder, but at the same time, it's in Charleston Southern. It's a home game. So it's opportunity to play well. I think Charleston Southern, you know, they escaped with a 13 to 10 win at home over North Greenville. They scored 10 points in the fourth quarter to come back from that. They, as I pull up my notes, they are, they are a really good team. And, or at least like they show that they're a good defensive team. And so it'd be interesting to see how they kind of choose to attack Clemson and, you know, I think and just looking at them, they're they're playing a little bit more of the spread and trying to get guys in space. The quarterback was a little like he wasn't making all the passes. I would say they're definitely they seem more comfortable running the ball. Like they had a guy over 100 yards and with a touchdown. And so it, it definitely is. It seems like they're going to be a run first team and he wasn't as efficient passing. So. I, I think that's defensively. I think you're going to want to see that pressure and, and keep them contained and try to. I think you, it's an opportunity to get to work on some of the more fundamentals of keeping us in front of you, staying home on read options, on being sure you're covering, knowing your assignment, like which linebacker has the running back out of the backfield and those types of things. And so I think it's a good opportunity for the defense to to improve and basically get to like make a statement. Um Oh, and just other guys I just want to talk about too. Um, I think linebackers played played fine, but I think there's room for improvement from last game. A guy I want to shout out was just TJ Parker. I was Peter Woods was the big freshman coming in, but I thought TJ Parker played really well and just got a lot of pressure. Didn't necessarily show up all the way in the in the stat sheet, but he I thought he played well and getting pressure. I wouldn't be surprised if we get to see him getting more snaps. Uh, in the coming, especially with with it, with it, with, uh, that is another opportunity with a team like Charleston Southern is you get to see more guys and get to see more guys get action and get more of that game, that game time. So that's also a good, a good sign too. And then defensively, Charleston Southern, they did a good job keeping, you know, keeping North Greenville in front of them for the most part. They only let one pass play over the middle with like a little post route over the middle. They got beat deep, but for the most part, they did a good job of keeping the guys in front of them. I, I would expect them to play a little bit of similar of how Duke did. I mean, if it worked, like why wouldn't you try that as well of just keeping guys in front of them? I've, they switched up a little bit of a three technique or four technique. So I would imagine them trying to give some different looks, but, and then the corners did a good job tackling. It seemed like in space, but so I wouldn't be surprised if they see a little similar is what I mean of like two deep safeties and, trying to keep just stuff in front of you to try to make Clemson have to earn it and not get big plays. But also at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple more deep shot chances just to try to try to get that going. So that'll be an interesting, I think kind of thing is that where Charleston Southern might be trying to play to maybe a safety or two deep for help over the top. And then Clemson might try a couple to try to, you know, get the offense going in that way, at least to show the look. Um, I think that's the thing I would just personally like to see a little bit more is even if you're not all the way successful is that you're showing the look, you're showing that you're willing to do that. So I, I think that's, that's really the big thing. I think there's not, it's a good week for Clemson to focus on themselves, you know, and then you got them and then Florida Atlantic before Florida state. So it's a good time to, you know, get yourselves back and pick yourselves back up and go from there. So 
I think that's the thing is I I, I want to see how this team responds. I want to see, I, we've heard a lot about like the accountability and we've heard some leadership stuff more in the off season. We've heard that, you know, the character of this team. And I think, and how much the coaching staff really likes this team and likes, you know, their mindset. So didn't necessarily show up all the way on Monday night, but even just hearing some interviews, um, there are some good things to take away. And I think this team is aware. And so it'll be interesting to see on Saturday, but I think, I think that is probably the big thing. It's just, what does this team look like? You know, do they take care of business right away on Saturday? Do they kind of linger and then pull away late? You know, I, I think it's just, it's a very interesting deal for this, but I also wouldn't be surprised if in trying to push the ball and trying to make some plays that I wouldn't be surprised. If we see like a turnover or two or, just in, in trying to make plays, you might see a couple of those mistakes still, but then like still playing well. I mean, that just kind of comes with having some young guys or guys in new positions. And so I know sometimes you might take the mistake over trying to make that versus like, you know, maybe playing a little cautious. It just depends on, on what you personally like. But so it just, I think there was, there's, the, you know, there's only so much you want to, you, you want to keep talking about, but you know, they're already moved on to, you know, Charleston Southern, but I think it's still important to talk about the Duke game and just also that their goals are still in front of them for the most part. And it's just see, interesting to see how they, they bounce back and respond. So hopefully we'll get to talk again after the weekend and it'll be uh, a good win. And then just the team will look, more like how we thought that they might and just see some improvement. But some of these things will take some time. You know, I don't think it's going to be like everything's like all fixed, especially even on a short week, even shorter than normal. So, but I think at the same time, I think it can look more like how we would expect them to. So that's it for now. Um, I'm excited for the season still. I mean, I know Monday night was a bummer, but it'll be fun to get to watch the team. And um, so thanks for listening. Um, if, if you're on podcast, this is on YouTube as well now. It's still Hill and Valley. It's easy to find. Um, you can follow us on social channels at Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, trying to keep those updated. So, and yeah, if you could like and subscribe to both the, especially with the YouTube, because that's um, a little bit newer and wanting to get that going and, and helping more people see it and, and to know this is out there, you know, so if you like what's happening and like the, the content that we're providing. And also uh, if you could subscribe like on Apple podcasts reviews, those are really helpful to help more people see it and, and show that you like it or, and just giving feedback of what you want to hear and what you want to talk about more with these games. I'm hoping to get to do some, some pre like some previews of games and then, you know, some of my reaction and post thoughts and some of the in-between. So it's gonna be a fun season. It's a long season, but Hopefully when we talk next week, it will be a little bit more fun things to talk about. So there you have it. That's a review. I hope you all have a good weekend and having some fun watching some college football. So thanks, guys. Signing off.